What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Call Her Holy. hey My name is Laura Eldridge. And my name is Nicoletta Bradley. And this is honestly our first official like topic episode. Y'all, today we are talking about, I think, something that every single woman struggles with, and that is the struggle of comparison. Oof. I know. I'm so excited about this topic because this last week... We posted on our Instagrams uh, different questions surrounding comparison. And y'all, we got around, gosh, over 100 responses. Each. Each around comparison, why we struggle with comparison, how we want to grow out of comparison. And y'all were really open and honest. There was something so moving about seeing everyone's uh, responses that reminded me why we are doing what we're doing. Because I look at my friends who are so incredible, who I would look Mm. at and, and say, you are amazing. And it was in a matter of seconds. People were just like, here's where I struggle. Here's where I struggle. Here's where I struggle. Here's where I struggle. And I'm just like, my heart is so moved. Today, we're going to talk about three truths and three practical applications to combat comparison. They're both going to help you just go to war. But first, I would love to hear a little bit of your story, Nico. Like, where do you struggle with comparison? What um, what are some things for you? And then let's just read off some of the things that girls told us. Yeah, I love that, man. I think, honestly, ever since I was a young girl, I've always struggled comparing my body to other women and yeah. then comparing my relationship status mm. to other women. I think at a young age, I immediately measured my worth compared to if I was skinnier than somebody else and was quick to measure if I was single versus in a relationship compared to my friends. Mm-hmm. What about you, Laura? Yeah, totally. I think it changes for different seasons. Yeah. I think body image has been one for me that comes and goes Hmm. and one that also comes and goes is talent yeah there's always gonna be somebody who's prettier there's always gonna be somebody who's more talented a lot of women actually wrote that in in our answers one that I loved was it said unrealistic expectations on where she thinks she should be based on her age and I can totally relate to that I think that so many women I talk to are I should have been married by 24 babies by 28 and or in my career successful by 30 and we are just measuring and comparing based on unrealistic expectations we set up for ourselves that's so wild I think we compare ourselves to other people but I think we also compare ourselves to some made-up standard that society has put and that could either be the church culture around or it could be the culture just from the world media has a lot to do with how we compare ourselves Mm. media says this is what's beautiful like it's created a standard that says, okay, now I need to do everything that I can to attain that. I need the plastic surgery. I need Mm. the weight loss program. I need all of this because that's what I'm supposed to look like. On the flip side, I think your parents, even as we grow up, it's like, why aren't you married yet? Why aren't you? When I was this age, I was married. For sure. And we compare ourselves against this standard that's unrealistic. Yeah. And I think we also compare ourselves to not only where we set expectations on ourselves, but also looking in our past. We compare ourselves to our high school body, our previous relationship status. We are constantly either comparing ourselves to what our past was or where we expect ourselves to be rather than honestly just owning where we're at. Wow, that's so good. Some other things people said is 
when people get engaged, it's really oh hard gosh, for me. Yes. Other people's successes, talents and gifts, um, social media, when people are able to go on vacations. Yes. Some people even said friendships. Yeah. Like it can feel like everyone else has the best squad. Oh, and I honestly loved one said body in a bridesmaid's dress. For those that have not been in a wedding, the struggle is so real because you are standing in front of a large crowd all in the same dress and you're like, do I look worse or better? <laughs> I think it's our hearts are just longing for worth hmm. and we're looking around to everything else to tell us what we should be, what we shouldn't be. And it's honestly not even all of media's fault. It's hmm. it's our own like sinful, broken like we are looking for worth in something other than Jesus. We are looking for security. Yes. Where we shouldn't be, where we can't find it. And looking around at everyone else and everything else. Why do you feel like we need to compare ourselves to others? Or why do you think we do that? I think we're trying to assess ourselves. Yeah. And, and find security where we shouldn't. And, and here's the, here's what's crazy about it is like if you're going to compare yourself to anyone, you should be comparing yourself to Jesus. Jesus was the perfect stand. Like he literally was perfection, but it had nothing to do with what he looked like. And Jeremiah 17 says that man looks at outward appearance, but mm. God looks at the heart. But here's the thing. We are in a culture where people see what we see. Yep. We look at other girls and we're like, they're so cute. And oh my gosh, I'm not as cute. And we see guys choosing girls. And mm. listen, every blonde thinks that it's the brunettes that get chosen. Yep. Every brunette thinks it's the blondes that get chose. Like, oh, yeah. straight up. Or it's the skinny girl or the quiet girl or the loud girl. And here's the thing. It's like, it's not that. It's God's sovereignty. But I think that's why we compare. I think I think why is we're looking for what is keeping us from getting what we want in life. Or yep. if we only had this, that would help me get what I want in life. Hear that from clients that I personal train all the time. The Bible literally talks about how jealousy and coveting, aka coveting, is wanting what others have is a sin. Yeah. And that is truly robbing you of joy. Gosh, that's so good. One thing that Colby and I have been processing lately is just we both work in ministry. And the temptation for us is to look and say, man, other people have ability to do things that we can't do, that we're mm. like scrapping together our life savings to go on a honeymoon. We have plenty, but the temptation really is to look and say, man, if I just had a high paying job, yes, then I could just fly to Maui all the time and do all this stuff. And then, and then it's what you said. And then I would be happy. But the thing is, is that that never actually satisfies. So true. And we have to remind ourselves and thinking back in your own life, what is that one thing that you truly believe? Like, if I just got this, I would be blank. And then you got it. It is truly never enough. You always want more. Until what we want is Jesus. Let's start with the three steps to combat comparison. And then you can give them three truths to really help solidify different mindset things. Awesome. I think the first one, y'all, is you got to identify the areas that you compare yourself to. I know for me, my big trigger is body image different jobs, relationships. And man, when you start to identify, man, this is my trigger area, you can actually start to fight them as well. So for example, if you really battle with body image, you can start taking those thoughts captive. I always tell my clients this, 
because so many girls do this. They walk into a workout class. They walk into a spin class. They immediately are triggered by the girl in the front row in a spin class who's wearing the sports bra and the booty shorts. And they're just like, man, I am not as skinny. I'm not as talented of a spin rider as her or whatever it is. And I think once you start to recognize like, no, 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 I'm not going to let my brain go there. There's actually a lot of freedom in that. What do you think, Laura? Yeah, I agree. I think you I think you kind of did two things there. You identified, here's what I feel, and then ask yourself, why do I feel that? What are you actually wanting, you know? Hmm. And then you can step back and be like, oh, that's not actually going to satisfy me. You look at this girl who has a certain body. You honestly then create this whole story revolving of she probably has the boyfriend. She probably has the job. She probably totally. has this. It's like, that's so not true. If you just asked her probably four questions you'd get down to something that you realize like oh my gosh you're a human who has struggles and I'm sorry yeah and I think we have to stop comparing yourselves to other broken people who are probably comparing themselves to other broken people and it's just a vicious cycle yeah so identifying here's what I feel here's why I feel it and here's what I'm reminding myself of or here's what I'm thankful for which I think we can touch on a little bit later. Love that. And our second point kind of tags into that is celebrate the person you're comparing yourself to. Yes. That is so hard to do, ladies, uh, because it is not natural. No. When we, I mean, it is so much easier to compare and feel bad about yourself compared to compare, wait, 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 no, backtrack. I'm going to now go to celebrating that woman. So, for instance, if a girl gets a guy that you want, this is a real life story. I used to have these little crushes on guys and, you know, your heart gets all wrapped up in it. And they started dating another girl. There was this moment where I got to decide, am I going to let my emotions go down this trail or the other? And one trail would be, oh, my gosh, here are all the reasons that he chose her and I'm less than. Yeah, that's good. And if only I was like that, then I'd get chosen. Or the other end of like, he's shallow, like I'm better, he should like me, mm. or guys should like me, or whatever. And there are so many other things, like fill in the blanks. Like, what is it for you that you're like, okay, here's the immediate feeling that I get, and then here are all the thoughts that I have, and I just run away with it. Yeah. And in that moment, I decided instead of going there to pray. Like, I'm going to stop and pray for that person. I'd pray for their relationship. I'd say, God bless them. God help them to be happy together. Protect them from divorce. Just bring so much joy into their lives. Thank you. And I'd watch my own heart change as I was doing that instead of going the, the opposite direction. Gosh, I love that because it really is powerful when you start praying over the person you're comparing yourself to. And just imagine the difference that would happen in our world if every single time you found yourself comparing you started to pray for that woman. What's so crazy is that that's the radical transformation that would take place if we just read the Bible and applied it. Because that's what Mm. the Bible says to do. It says to rejoice always, pray continuously. And I think also the cool thing is uh, the Bible doesn't tell us to be better than our neighbor. It tells us to love our neighbor. Honestly, y'all, we can't love other women well if we are constantly trying to compare our value to them. Oof, so good. You're, You're right, Nico. Here's another thing. 
I think we should thank God for the things we hate God for. Mm, expand on that. Okay. When I say the word hate, I really mean like bitterness. Mm. Every person listening probably has some specific things that they're like, all right, I got a grudge against you, God. Like, here's some things I want to take up with you. Why yeah. didn't you make me like that? Why didn't you give me this? If only you had done this. For sure. And instead of turning that around or instead of like, Letting that bitterness grow, Hebrews 12, 15, it says that that root of bitterness grows up in, in you to defile many people. Mm, it's not good. just you. Like that that taints the whole others. water. You know, yeah. it's like in a pool. If you're going to put in a cup of water, if you're going to put like a little drop of black in it, it would spread out so quickly. Yeah, That's what bitterness does. And I think that we don't even realize what's happening when we're just stuck comparing ourselves, getting mm. mad to, about what we don't have. That's good. And so I think we... You said identify, and I think we can just thank God for the areas. Like, God, thank you that I'm still single, as hard as that is to say, mm. because in that you're doing something that I don't understand. For sure. Ugh, it feels so trite to say because I would have probably wanted to slap somebody if they said that to me when I was single. But, man, honestly, thankfulness changes your perspective on life. And so I think a really cool thing, this is a psychology in me, is make a gratitude list. You hear this all the time, but y'all write down the things you're thankful for. On the days you find yourself constantly comparing yourself to others, start making a list of like, here are the blessings in my life. Here are the things that are going well in my life. And I really do think that that is where things are going to change. Yes. And we'll get into this later, but you can also thank God that he knew exactly what he was doing. When, mm. when he gave you or didn't give you something. Psalm 84, 11 says that God is a sun and a shield. No mm. good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. I love that. That's good. So what's our third point? Man, I think third point, just to go quickly through it, is what do you need to remove? I think so often we need to remove things in our lives in order to rid ourselves of comparison. And I know for me, there are seasons where I have to take a step back from social media. There are seasons where I need to take steps back from certain relationships. Maybe that's shopping. Maybe that's certain movies. I know that when I was going through a breakup, I had to stop watching certain shows. I had to delete Instagram for a couple months. So I think you need to ask yourself, what do I need to remove in order for comparison to be diminished in my life? That's so good. And then let's jump into three truths the first is that God is really strategic. Mm, love that. Like straight up, whatever he did was was for a really good purpose. Yeah. And Romans 8, 28 says that. It, it says that God works all things to the good of those who love him mm. and are called according to his purpose. I love that verse. I think we read that and we think, okay, that's like most things, but no, all things. God was really strategic when he placed you in this moment in history. Mm. He was really strategic when he placed you in your family, in yeah. your body, like he's he's saying, I have a master plan. You don't know how the way that you look is either attracting or dispelling some person that I'm going to one day bring like to cross over in this point in your life. And then it's going to mm. cause this to happen. That's going to change that. We just have no idea. Like God is he's a mastermind. He knows better than we know. And the other one is that God is intentional. Like, I guess in both of these, you can say that God is good. Like, you got to yeah. believe that he's good. It, it's not just like, oh, I'm doing it for my purposes and suck it up. Like, he's good. Mm. But he's intentional. He's like, every piece of you I created, your days were made for you before there was mm. yet one of them. That's Psalm 139. And the last one is just that God doesn't mess up. I honestly love that one the most. 
It's because so often when we find ourselves comparing ourselves to other women, we can get into the failure mentality of like God messed up or God failed when yeah. he did this for me. Like he failed when he gave me this hair color. He failed when he made me this size. He failed when he made this my relationship status. And I think ladies, we have got to remember that God is not a God of mistakes. He is a God of perfection and you are right on time. You are not behind. And I always love the idea of like, if God gave the same gifts, looks, talents to every single person on this earth, how boring would that be? Oh my gosh. Like, imagine if you and I were the exact same person. This podcast would be so freaking boring. <laughs> you know what I mean? But God has a different mission and a different purpose for every single one of us. And I love that because you get to do something that God hasn't planned for you, Laura, that I'm never going to be able to do because you have different gifts and talents. And he has something in store for me that you'll never be able to do because you don't have the same gifts and talents that the Lord gave me. That's so true. And different struggles. I think yeah. I think it can also, we can compare and feel like, man, I struggled differently than that person. And if only I didn't, like if only they had the same struggle as I am, X, fill in the blank. Mm. Um, or you see other girls, you know, who don't seem to struggle at all. Like, like I have a friend that we joke about, like everything comes so easy to her. And we yes. honestly, like, instead of being mad at her about it, we, we just love her. You know what I mean? But we're like straight up, you get everything so easily and we just have to work for everything. It's yeah. so hard, but, um, God knows exactly what he's doing. Paul didn't want his either. Paul wrote most of the new Testament, yeah, which is the last half of your Bible. He literally is like, God, take this from me. I don't mm. like this weakness. And so even your struggle, God is intentional with saying, hey, I might be using that one thing that that you despise the most that you have to struggle in to be the biggest light for the whole world. Yeah. And in James 1, I just love it says, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. Like consider it pure joy. That's so wild. Based <laughs> on the struggles you have. Because man, y'all, I can speak from experience. Like God uses your mess and turns it into your message. And when you find yourself comparing your mess to another girl's mess or your experiences to another woman's experience, like that is diminishing the work that God is doing and is going to use for his glory and your good. He is like, listen to me. That's something I did on purpose. Hmm. Sin entered the world and broke everything, yeah. but I have a plan to make it right. And I have a plan to use you. I have a plan to show you my love to you in a way that's different than I wanted to show my love completely to her in this really, really specific strategic thing. We have tried life our own way. For sure. We've done oh my gosh. all the things and our lives have radically changed by instead of hearing counsel from girls just telling us, this is what I think, or this is what I, you should do this, like just going straight to God's word and, and saying, yeah. what does it say? What does this mean about God? And what does this mean for me? And then applying it, applying that. So first Corinthians seven seventeen says, only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him hmm. and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. It's probably not a mistake that this verse really is talking about singleness and marriage. Mm. Paul's saying, lead the life that God gave you. Yeah, I love that. And I think sometimes we feel like our life doesn't start until we get what we want. That is a word. And God says, lead the life that I gave you. Mm. One word that I want to point out is just the word assigned. Mm. And I think if you didn't hear anything else, this could change everything. 
If you just stop and consider that God assigned you every piece of your life, of your story, your relationship status, your career, your gifts, your talents, he perfectly orchestrated, intentionally gave you those things, strategically planned those out for how he made you, and he didn't mess up. Ugh, yes. If you start seeing what God gave you as an assignment instead Mm. of as a burden, Mm. a lot's going to change. And as a gift. If you don't know how good God is, we want to tell you. (laughs) It's in scripture. He he really is good. But there have been points in my life where I literally had had to sit with God and be like, Here's the truth. I don't think you love me. So I need you to show me in scripture. Mm. And he did. Uh, find some women around you. Let them encourage you. We want to hang out with y'all. So is there before you wrap up, is there anything else, Nico? Gosh, y'all, honestly, follow us at Call Her Holy on Instagram. You can yeah. follow. What's your Instagram handle? Laura K. Eldridge. Or me at Nicoletta Bradley. We are excited to talk about the things that the church is not talking about on Sunday morning and hopefully bringing truth into your everyday life. We love the church. We're part of the church. We are going to uh, celebrate everything God's doing in the church, but we also want to just create a space to have open conversations with women. Whoop, let's go. At Call Her Holy. Follow us. Interact with us. We want to know what y'all want to talk about. We are excited about this podcast. Y'all, thanks for listening. You guys are the best. See you next time.